Yo, what up, everybody? It's the ASAP Bravo, um, and we have another or a new episode of the Cloudycast. Today we're gonna we're going over uh, Cloudycast EP twenty one. In total, I don't know how many fucking episodes I put up, but uh, appreciate everybody that's listened. Um, you guys are awesome. Today I got two articles, as always, and uh, they're both in the cannabis space. And the two sources that I used are two that I've been using and I've mentioned before that they got really good fucking content, so you should check them out. Uh, one of them is from Leafly and the other one is from 1.37pm. So we'll go over these two articles as always. I'll give you my input. Maybe we'll learn some shit. And then um, um, I'll let you get on with the rest of your day or night. So the first one that we have here is on Leafly and it is, oh yeah, before I start this, if there's any other fucking sources you guys think I should check out, let me know. I would definitely appreciate that. Um, Input is always um, appreciated. So yeah, so this one's called Cannabis and Sleep, Nine Things to Know About Your Herbal Nightcap. And cannabis can be a splendid sleep aid, which is why many consumers keep a go-to favorite by their bedside. Even people with the most stubborn insomnia can find their escape to the dream world with a nice, sedating indica. While most consumers are aware that cannabis can help you get a good night's sleep, there's a lot more to that relationship than you might think. Uh, For example, did you know older dried cannabis makes you sleepier than fresh blood? And did you know that marijuana inhibits dreams? Um, I don't know if you did, but the one thing that I had heard before is about the whole not dreaming. I know I've been... You know what I mean? Smoking and vaping cannabis for fucking years and years and years and years and years now. And I fucking swear I never never have dreams. Or at least the ones that I, ones that I could remember. But anyways, so uh, let's get ready to learn a thing or two about the ways cannabis can help or hinder your highly... Or your highly... Your nightly hibernation. So, number one, CBD and THC affect sleep differently. By now, you probably know that there are different types of strains. Some get you high, THC, um, some don't. And um, like CBD, um, or I mean, as far as strains, like the ones that get you high are high THC, low CBD. The ones that don't are high CBD, low THC. And others keep your buzz at a minimum, equal or near equal parts of THC and CBD. But which ones are better for sleep? Most studies on sleep. Uh, examine high THC cannabis so it's hard to know precisely how CBD affects sleep cycles between the death uh, the dearth of CBD research uh, available and reported anecdotes we see a mix of reactions well some animal model studies show that CBD can have a slightly altering effect a survey of 72 adults which is not a huge survey with anxiety and poor sleep found that two-thirds of participants uh, reported improved sleep with CBD after one month use. So uh, that study, as you guys just heard, it um, found that two-thirds of participants reported improved sleep with CBD after one month use. And I know tons and tons and tons of stories about people who use CBD for sleep and a bunch of other shit. And if you guys want more stories about that, feel free to hit me up as always. Anyways, as we continue, however, one-fourth of participants reported worsened symptoms. Have never heard that story before. I just heard it really didn't, you know what I mean, work for this person. But that's super rare. Uh, so questions remain regarding uh, who benefits from CBD and why. It doesn't hurt to try different products to see what works, but if CBD doesn't work for you, 
consider trying a low dose of THC. It's a hypnotic sedative uh, effects might just be the lullaby you needed. Um, I know bud helps me sleep too, for sure, THC. So, um, number two, not all strains are equal. Popular opinion will tell you that indica strains tend to induce heavy, sleepy effects and sativas are known to be uplifting and energizing. While this might often be true, just take a look at their top rated sleepy strains. That's a whole other article that we may go over too. And if you want that link, hit me up. Uh, this shouldn't be the sole basis of your strain selection and they're referring to the article. Uh, take note of which strains have successfully lulled you to sleep. So if you've smoked any of the ones or vaped any of the ones that, um, or consumed, I should say, any of the strains on that one article, um, you know what I mean? You'll be able to see what works better for you. Um, were they high in THC or CBD? Did they exhibit a particular terpene profile? By keeping close tabs on the chemical composition of your favorite bedtime strains, you're more likely to make another strain selection that you're happy with. Number three, natural remedies help maximize cannabis sleep effects. Cannabis is a great way to ready yourself for sleep, but pairing it with other natural sleep aids can make for an even more restful night. Other terpenoids are extremely synergistic with CBN. Some in the cannabis plant, uh, some they add uh, from other herbals. Um, Reverend Dr. DeCesar told uh, Leafly, hops, chamomile, and lavender contain important terpenes also found in cannabis but found in much higher concentrations. Uh, these include in the medical remedy will make for uh, greatly enhanced uh, sedation efficacy. Um, so yeah, so hops, chamomile, and lavender, they have really high terpenes that are found in cannabis, but in way higher strengths. So next time you bust out your favorite sleeping strain, think about pairing it with a cup of chamomile tea or lavender bubble bath. Melatonin, 5-HTP, and... Valerian root supplements may also help improve your sleep quality. Shit, I'm learning some shit as we read along. Uh, so let's see here. Cannabis can help you fall asleep faster. That's number four. Uh, given its ability to quell stress and relax physically, it should come as no surprise that cannabis can help you fall asleep faster. This can be especially true for those uh, treating pain, insomnia, PTSD, multiple sclerosis, or other conditions that interfere with uh, the ability to fall asleep as cannabis relieves many bothersome symptoms it's worth noting that cannabis infused edibles take longer to kick in and the inhalation methods but their effects can last several hours and may help you stay asleep longer uh, number five nighttime cannabis use may cause a hangover ever notice that you uh your head might feel a little groggy in the morning after your nightcap Cannabis can cause mild hangovers. No, you won't be hunched over a toilet while dagger stab at your head. But you might feel a little uh, foggy, dehydrated, lethargic, dried, or congested. This phenomenon may have never happened to you. And then high five in parentheses. Uh, others have experienced bad hangovers from smoking low-grade or pesticide-riddled cannabis. The best way to avoid a bad uh, morning is to buy clean, tested cannabis, drink lots of water, eat healthy foods, and refrain from overindulging. Nurse a hangover, much like you would an alcohol hangover, water, exercise, vitamins, etc. Um, so, I mean, I, I could see what they're talking about. Like, the high quality, top shelf, um, private reserve, you know what I mean? Um, cannabis that I have consumed. I don't ever get that still high feeling the next morning, really. Um, the last time I felt it was a long-ass time ago when before all this crazy shit was out. 
Um, but yeah, so number six, uh, cannabis inhibits REM sleep and dreaming. One thing that you might find yourself missing while regularly consuming cannabis is dreams. Dreams occur during the final stage of your sleep cycle called REM, rapid eye movement sleep. Cannabis use before bedtime is shown to reduce the time span in REM, which means you won't have as uh, many dreams or as vivid dreams. However, if you hot long-term cannabis, you're likely to experience REM rebound in which you tend to have more dreams that, uh, that are more lucid in nature. So yeah, like I said earlier guys, I can't even fucking remember the last fucking there's two that I do remember and there's certain things that are happening, you know what I mean? Um, but besides that, shit, nothing. So uh, I can see that. So number seven, cannabis may promote better breathing. Sleep apnea is a sleep condition character. This is this one's chippy. Characterized by frequent obstructions of breath uh, with lapses that can last anywhere from a few seconds to several minutes. As you can imagine, sleep apnea causes the individual to wake up many times over the course of the night and leads to a uh, maraud of unpleasant ripple effects like daytime sleepiness, fatigue, headaches, mood disturbances, inattention, increased uh, susceptibility to accident, and other health problems. Preclinical studies show that cannabis may improve this condition. A 2013 study measured uh, the efficacy of an exon... Exogenous cannabinoid known as Jonabinol, um, a THC mimic, and noted improvements in 15 out of 17 study participants following 21 days of treatment. Another 2002 study observed THC's ability to restore respiratory stability by modulating serotonin signaling. We'll need more confidence from clinical studies to be certain of cannabis uh, efficacy, but researchers appear to be off to a good start. Research is the pizza. Yeah, so um, in 2013, they did a study of um, a different cannabinoid. It's a THC mimic, and noted that 15 of 17 uh, participants um, showed that they had improved condition on their fucking sleep apnea. Um, and then 2002. Uh, they observed the THC's ability to restore respiratory stability by, by modulating serotonin signaling. Um, so, of course, like they said, um, these two studies that they did show some, um, you know what I mean, strong signs of promise. Uh, but there's a lot more to do. Number eight, discontinuing long-term use may worsen sleep. If you ever quit or taken a tolerance break after a long-term cannabis use, you've, you're probably familiar with this phenomenon. You might find yourself tossing and turning, waking up frequently, or feeling groggy the next day. A 2008 sleep study found that discontinuing long-term use led to shorter sleep time, uh, less slow-wave sleep, worse sleep efficiency, a longer sleep onset, shorter REM cycles, and more sleep disruption in abstaining subjects than the drug-free control group. However, researchers' uh, knowledge Acknowledge these findings are limited by small sample size and the inability to determine causation. In other words, it's possible that the study subjects had used cannabis to treat a pre-existing insomnia and seizing uh, use caused a resurgence of sleepless uh, symptoms. So, um, there's definitely a lot more study that needs to be done there or, you know what I mean, research. Um, but, I mean, 
I can't say that I've tried quitting for a long ass time, but what they're talking about, um, is something that I have heard of from homies that I know or people I've known that have, have quit for a little while for whatever reason and, and they, all these, these fucking little symptoms they're talking about, about not, not being on it, the difference that it made, I've, I've heard all these stories, so, um, from what I've heard, it is the case. Um, I myself can't remember if they're using it for insomnia or any of these other things, but I know they felt the same shit. Uh, so now, number nine, using cannabis at a young age may cause sleep problems. Uh, using cannabis, particularly before the age of 15, may cause sleeping problems throughout adulthood. According to a 2014 study that took survey information from 1,811 participants with the history of the use, the keyword uh, there is May. Um, the study wasn't able to determine whether cannabis caused worse in sleep or if it, or if insomniacs are more likely to use cannabis for its sedative effects. More studies are needed to confirm a casual relationship there. So that's it for this article on Leafly. Um, I mean, so again, quick recap, I guess, of the nine things to know about um, when you smoke before bed. Uh, CBD and THC affect sleep differently. Not all strains are equal. Uh, natural mem- remedies help maximize cannabis sleepy effects. Cannabis can help you fall asleep faster. Uh, nighttime cannabis use may cause a hangover. Um, and we went over specifics on all these again. Uh, cannabis inhibits REM sleep and dreaming. Cannabis may promote better breathing. Uh, discontinuing long-term use may worsen sleep. And then the last one was using cannabis at a young age may cause sleep problems. Of course, a lot of these, there's a lot more studies that need to be done. Um, But that's it for the fucking Leafly article. Solid article. Like I said, if you guys want the link to this, just hit me up at the ASAP Bravo anywhere on social. And then the next one is um, on 1.37 p.m. And the title of this one is Five Pieces of Advice for People Trying to Get into the Cannabis Industry. All right, so um, Kyle Sherman first experimented with cannabis through a personal injury. Living in L.A. at this time, the doctor recommended medical marijuana as a natural sleep aid and for anxiety relief. He was fascinated by the healing power of cannabis and headed to Colorado when it was announced they would be legalizing adult-use cannabis. Um, So this dude, you know what I mean, saw an opportunity and just took it. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, through a variety of cannabis jobs, Kyle ended up working as a compliance officer and got really interested in the state's track and trace system metric, which was largely a manual tracking process at the time and posed a lot of challenges to such a fast-growing and promising industry. It was at this time that Kyle realized there was no way to report to the seed to sale tracking software uh, metric through an API. His tech company, FlowHub, was born. With FlowHub, cannabis executives and store managers have visibility into store performance across multiple locations and a granular control over employee permissions, product suppliers, special, uh, specials, reporting, tax calculations, and more. But tenders and sales associates benefit from reliable, user-friendly point-of-sale software with the built-in compliance features such as cannabis uh, meter that automatically prevents sales from exceeding state transaction limits. The Flow Hub pattern is uh, custom built to give cannabis retailers 
the most intuitive, compliant, and extensible solution to meet their unique business needs. With first-to-market mobile check-in and inventory management applications, Flowhub is empowering over 500 companies or cannabis retailers to grow revenue, stay compliant, and manage inventory to create a seamless experience for their customers. As a legalization advocate and entrepreneur, Kyle's goal is to grow a robust, scalable industry that is approachable for all adults and medical patients. He views medical cannabis as a human rights issue and wants to create an inclusive industry through hiring a diverse staff and working towards decriminalization with a new surrounding cannabis business at an ultimate high. We wanted to know what advice Kyle has for getting your foot. And when I say we, I'm talking about 137's team. Um, what advice Kyle has for getting your foot in the door and succeeding in a rapidly changing market? So I'm definitely going to look this, this company up. I'm pretty sure that um, they got some interesting stuff there. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- that's huge. What, what, this, what this person did, I mean, that was huge for the industry. Um, so here are his um, five... Um, Here's his, his, um, or your five uh, key pieces of advice if you're looking to get into the cannabis industry from Kyle. So identify and understand the real problems that are occurring and come up with new ideas to fix them. Ideas that don't have uh, merit will not succeed in this business. Now that the cannabis industry is receiving tons of attention, everyone is trying to get something on the market. There's a lot of uh, repetition and ideas and the best ideas are ones that aren't duplicated and can change the industry itself. Uh, the plus side of this industry being so new is that there's a lot of room to advance it. I mean, I'm, there's so many fucking things I'm pretty sure out there that you could think of to uh, solve problems in the industry. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, so number two, find the funds. Solve a problem for a few people first to show investors why your idea is worth investing in. Securing funding in this industry is not easy, which is why I suggest finding an idea that not, not only sets you aside from competitors, but can advance the industry altogether. Don't just go to any VC. Um, he highly recommends going to cannabis-specific VC. Spend time with the VCs that have already invested in the space to understand the industry's problems. Otherwise, you risk wanting. Otherwise, you risk wasting time pitching to groups who have uh, restrictive LP agreements or who generally will be unable to invest in space until post-federal legalization. You may still want to pitch non-cannabis-specific VCs, but it is important to qualify them first. And make sure they would be able to write a check at the end of the day. Uh, Number four, don't get involved unless you're passionate. One obstacle about the space is that it's ever-changing. Cannabis is very different than any other industry you'll ever work in because of all the rules and regulations constantly changing. The market is a very divided federal uh, legality is restricting and it's extremely difficult to secure banking and fundraising. Uh, each state has different laws in place regarding cannabis, making it hard to expand your market and hurdles are constantly thrown at you. Passion is the key to success, success in this game. Um, and yes, that is very true. Uh, don't look at it as a capital opportunity. Uh, having a product or company that does not have a moral goal in the works will make it hard to succeed. Um, his goal with Flowhub was to build a great software that will end societal issues from the effects of the war on drugs and also help sick people have access to cannabis as someone working in this field it's important that i do my part in helping those on the other side of cannabis 
And I mean, at the end of the day, the consumers are the most important, right? Super important. You, you know what I mean? Taking care of them for sure. So um, those are his five tips. If you want the link to this article, you know what I mean? Hit me up as always. Again, at the ASAP Bravo. Um, and then a little extra background on Kyle. So not only is Kyle leading one of the top software companies in cannabis, but he's also a husband, a father of three, associate producer of Weed the People documentary, a business insider, 30 under 30, and a funding board director of Cannabis Trade Federation. He's also listed as the top 100 uh, cannabis leader by Entrepreneur Magazine. Um, so, yeah, guys, I mean, got some pretty good fucking information off these two articles, if you ask me. Um, and then before I let y'all go, don't forget to check out the uh, website, cloudysociety.com. Always appreciate that. Check out some of these other fucking episodes. Um, and as always, hit me up with any suggestions, feedback, all that good shit. Till the next fucking Cloudycast episode. Y'all have a good one. Peace.